Sabrina. Welcome to the Vantage Point podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. First of all, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Happy to be here. From teaching English in the Ukraine to teaching Pilates here, where does the desire that you have stem from to share your knowledge with other people? I knew that I wanted to be a teacher. I just had a calling for teaching others and sharing my knowledge and, of course, developing myself as well. I was always sure that I will be an English teacher, but due to some uh, situation, uh, of course, I had to move to UK. I was inspired by the lifestyle of people who surrounded me, trying to go to as many classes as I can. And then I, I just out of nowhere realized that I want to be a coach in fitness. So that's how it started. Do you ever find that you're learning just as much as the people you're teaching by teaching them? To be a good teacher, you don't need to stop learning. Every day you should develop yourself and be up to date with something new. So that's how you will be always interesting and, yeah, inspiring. There's no way you can inspire the people if you're not leading by example and bettering yourself at the same time. Was English your first language or is it Ukrainian? Is that your first language? Yeah. Ukrainian. How young were you when you started learning English? At school, everything is in Ukrainian, at uni as well. In my family, we speak Russian, so Ukrainian and Russian. So and you speak three languages? Yeah, I also know Bulgarian. Wow. Oh, wow, four. <laughs> oh, at, at uni, I learned German, but now I just forgot everything. But yeah, I started studying at school, maybe from the age of seven. But I was never good enough at English, maybe up till 17 yeah, I find it hard to learn a language when I'm not in the country. I spent a couple of weeks in Spain end of last year and I felt like I learned more Spanish in those two weeks having to use oh. it to talk to people than I could learn in a year using apps like Duolingo, which are arguably structured better than the lessons you get in school. But yeah. if you don't surround yourself with the culture and need to rely on knowing the language, I find it hard to pick up the language like that. It's difficult, but it also depends on motivation, I guess. So, for example, as you, yeah. you had motivation just because everyone speaks Spanish and you just need to somehow get along with this. But for me, it was always like my job. So that's why it was my motivation. You share daily workouts on your YouTube channel and you share on Instagram things you've learned on your holistic journey. Now, if you had to <laughs> summarize the message that you feel you're spreading, that you're putting out there, how would you summarize it? our daily fitness routine can improve us and can give us more energy and make us more happy. I was on this journey by implementing some workouts in my daily routine and I felt this great energy after that. That's what I want to share with other people. You want to share how that felt? Exactly and of course to make them feel happy and healthier and more confident awesome. uh, in themselves as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's a big one when it comes to training, makes you sort of believe in yourself a bit more, doesn't it? And gives you more mm -hmm. confidence in other situations outside of the gym. But for people maybe who are new to the gym, why should you prioritize your time in favor of Pilates over yoga or over resistance training? Give me some of the distinctions in your opinion. I guess it just depends on the person or what is their preferences. But uh, what I found helped me in Pilates is because it improved my posture a lot. Also, the body became very lean and I am now aware of my body and how it moves and I became more flexible. 
And people after my workouts, they of course say that to me as well. And it's great to try everything, like to try Pilates, yoga, of course, gym, and just to find what suits you. And the perfect way, I guess, will be just to combine something, for example, gym with Pilates once a week, for example, or Pilates with running. Yeah, that's what you do, isn't it? You combine Pilates and running. Do you do any other kinds of training? In summer, when it's warm, I love tennis, but it's just, I am completely a newbie. I studied it uh, when I moved here, but I do enjoy. Do you ever train with weights? I have a terrible story with that. (laughs) As I said, I tried everything. I tried gym as well. I was going there for maybe three months, but as soon as I went there, uh, I started gaining weight. My diet didn't change at all, so I was always eating healthily. It was just plus three kilos. And for me, because I'm like small, yeah, it's just too much. I can't put on more weight. I just didn't like how my body looked. I'm pretty sure that it's just because I didn't know what to do or yeah. Usually resistance training, it's quite a slow style of training. Maybe not compared to Pilates, but if you're used to running and stuff like that, you probably won't burn as many calories with a less intense weight session than a pretty highly intense run, if that's something you're quite used to doing. But if you're effectively weight training, chances are if you're putting on weight, it's probably muscle. Or the other thing, it could be water weight. There's a couple of things it could be. But also bear in mind, muscle weighs more than fat weighs people see their weight go up on the scales when they start training they think oh no i must be doing something wrong but <laughs> it's not necessarily the case would you not say there's a bit of crossover between resistance training and would it not potentially help your pilates to incorporate some elements of weight training i guess yes and i was even thinking again just to try not too much at least once a week but yay i guess it would be a nice idea I'm very biased because that's the kind of training I do. (laughs) What are some of the practical applications you've found of the skills you've learned in Pilates so far? Maybe like breath work or that kind of thing that might help in your day-to-day life? So that's a good question. I like it. So in day-to-day life, what helps me is one of the principles in Pilates. In each exercise, we always lift pelvic floor, so scoop it in. I always say, imagine that you're drawing your navel to the spine. It basically keeps your core muscles engaged and my clients as well. I say even during the day, you can practice this. It improves a lot your posture and how you stand and your stomach will be flat. It's difficult, but as soon as you try to remind yourself that, so you will feel the difference. And one more, of course, the posture, the breath work, as you said, is also very important. During the day, we don't get enough air in our lungs. So we have these shallow breaths, which causes lots of stress. And yeah, sometimes we are stressed because of that. That's why we do need at least once a day have these deep breaths, which is really important for our mental health. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I think it's a great point you said there about how it opens your lungs up so you're able to breathe more correctly. Because these days, a lot of people have desk jobs, they're very hunched over, they walk around with a hunch, especially people with maybe low self-esteem, develop a habit of walking around with their head down. One of the main ways I advocate for weight training, but I'm sure this translates to Pilates as well, is that when you develop your back muscles, it naturally brings your shoulder blades back and together and opens your chest up. Without you thinking about it, you're suddenly then walking around a lot more straight because you develop muscle, the muscles that are surrounding your spine and protecting your spine like your core muscles do. Yeah, I think that's a really underrated benefit of any kind of training. Do you do much like meditation, anything like that for breath work specifically? 
You know what? Yes, next to me, I have a track of meditation. I started it from the 1st of uh, January this year. I'm just struggling with that. I only had two meditations and yeah, it was just for four minutes maximum. <laughs> but I'm doing my best. I even planned for today one meditation. I just find myself distracted as soon as I start. So I've got thousands of thoughts at the point when I start. So it's just so difficult. Have you tried? To be honest, I find myself in a similar boat. I sit still, I get about two minutes in. I'm like, right, I feel quite peaceful now. That's that done. You know, I can see the benefit of the quiet, of finding yourself within yourself, thinking about you breathing. I suppose my kind of meditation at the moment is long walks, listening to podcasts, that kind of thing. I feel like I'm using my time more effectively by informing myself and also being outdoors. But yeah, it's definitely something I could probably do with working on. What are some techniques you've found have helped you to not overthink when you're trying to meditate? I feel like this is something a lot of people struggle with. When you were saying about your type of meditation, when you walk and listen to your podcast, I guess the technique is for each person to find their type of meditation. For example, what I found recently. So I love cooking. And when I do have time, I just put everything away, even my phone, which is very rare, without any podcasts, without YouTube. So I just concentrate and I'm fully engaged in what I cook. And I guess I can say that it's my type of meditation. I feel like I'm at my most zen when I'm right in the middle of a heavy lifting session. I feel like my mind's the most clear and I can put my phone down, not look at it for a good hour and a half and just train and be totally happy. Maybe that is my kind of meditation then. Maybe I'm chasing the wrong thing by trying to sit down and calm myself down all the way. Maybe I can access that same kind of headspace mm -hmm. in a different way and maybe other people can find their own way of doing that. I guess, yeah, that's a good thought. What has Pilates then specifically done for you personally in terms of like your holistic health, your mental health? Over the last four years, you've been practicing Pilates. What are some benefits you've noticed? I guess how my body changed. I used to have more muscles, especially in legs, because I was running a lot. I was a very passionate runner. Now it's more lean. I've got more flexibility. And of course, I guess my confidence improved as well. Also, by the end of the workout, especially when I teach to others, I do kind of mental thing. It can be either gratitude or, for example, three things you are grateful for today. Try to implement that in workout and I guess it works well as well. A couple of my mates have started journaling recently. What are your thoughts mm -hmm. on that? I've heard that when you're journaling and you're writing down maybe things you're grateful for, it seems like a bit of a pointless practice if it's just sitting down and doing that. But when someone explained it to me that you're not just writing stuff down, when you're in a routine of writing stuff down like that, you're kind of thinking about it through the day. What am I grateful for? And it's kind of puts you in a positive headspace in the time you're not writing. What are your thoughts on that? Do you do that? Sometimes I have days when I am overwhelmed and I just feel like, okay, I'm coming home and I just need my pen and this journal. I can write like four pages, three pages. And after that, I'm so relieved and I feel so good because initially I had a problem, even a couple of them. In the end of that, I don't have any. So everything is resolved. So basically by writing down, I found solution to that. And also on this way, I realized that it wasn't a problem at all. It was just something in my head. I don't do it purposefully every day at specific time. It doesn't work for me. Are and, you quite creative, would you say? Um, 
I don't think I'm creative in art, in drawing or painting, but yeah, I've got lots of ideas. I just try to write them down, not to forget and try to realize them as well. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm very creative. It's just how my brain works. Like, I love making stuff. I definitely related to what you were saying then, just getting it out there, whether it's through art, through drawing, through music, through writing, through making a video, even through making a podcast, through thinking about how I'm going to frame a conversation or some of the things I'm going to bring up. That's creative to me as well. If I've got anything on my mind, either talking about it on here or putting it in a video or doing something with it, rather than just kind of keeping it in here. Oh. It gets me onto the next thing, gets me over that thing. Maybe creative practice is something that people who would class themselves as non-creative people could benefit mm -hmm. from doing, even if they're not amazing artists. You strike me as someone who's got used to experiencing change. So you seem to embrace change in like a healthy way. Do you think that people these days are scared to accept change? Sometimes, especially what happened to me. My change was huge. So the biggest one was moving to a different country because it was so stressful back then. In the state of stress, you can do lots of things just to forget what's going on, actually. So you start to do lots of things and try different stuff. It can be uh, positive if you look back, but also, yeah, it can be negative as well. So it depends, but everything depends how you react. The changes can be good if you react that they are positive. But of course, you can react in a negative way and everything can go absolutely wrong. So, Yeah, it's how you handle those terrible situations that we go through in our lives. Some people would say that's character building. Throw yourself in the deep end with something or get thrown in the deep end with something in life. And then it's okay. how you establish your way out of there. But some people, they're very keen to settle and don't want to try new things because they're scared of it. They're afraid to take a step. But really the change, whether it's a good change or a bad change, that might be the thing that lets them unlock a new level of their mental journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they maybe need some support from others, like to surround themselves with special people who will inspire them. So I guess there are different ways to have some changes, not to be in the same situation if you want to change. Because sometimes it's okay not to have changes, just to live normal life. And it's absolutely fine as well. I notice a lot of your content, you'll make videos and it's like, start your day with this. Or if you're feeling tired, you've had a stressful day, why don't you end it with this? And a lot of your videos are like that. Do you find a lot of the people you teach or people who subscribe to your Pilates videos, do you think there's a lot of people right now who are just kind of tired and weary of the lives they're living? Yes. I mean, not everyone, but most of them, yes. It was my problem as well truth be told. I also have a full-time job. After that, I do these videos. And after my job, I go to Pilates classes to teach. So that's why maybe it's also my problem. I'm not hiding it. I keep saying that, yeah, sometimes I struggle as well. But I just share what I do and maybe it can help others as well. Lots of people struggle with lower energy and being stiff after the long day sitting at the desk. So... Yeah. What would you say to a potential listener right now who maybe feels that way? They're not too happy in their job. They come home feeling like they've got low energy. They haven't got time to work out. What would you say to someone like that who maybe just needs a little bit of a push in the right direction? Small little step. At least five minutes you can find during the day to just get your body moving. Just small little stretches. Of course, diet as well. One small change, not huge ones, because for our brain, it will be huge stress. One habit at a time, not too much.
yeah, small little yeah. changes here and there. So it kind of evolves your lifestyle rather than a massive drastic change that isn't really you at all. We've not got long left, Marina. So I've got one more question for you. You talk about starting your day, right? You talk about living your life and being mentally in the right place as well. Give me your daily routine, start to finish. Uh, I wake up at 8.30, let's say. I do just small workout, 15 minutes. Just I go on YouTube and find a different one. During that, I also drink warm water. I read the book for about 30 minutes. I can't read long. And after that, breakfast. Have you looked at your phone at all yet in this routine? Yes. While okay. I'm having breakfast, I have Do you, do you limit your screen time at all? No. Just because I create content. I may uh, also take photos yeah. of breakfast or my workout. So my screen time is really long. I go to Pilates class at 12.30. Then I meet my girls and we have a coffee in the cafe. After that, I just go home and I like this time at home by myself. I can either create some content or cook something for the next day or just watch some podcasts or videos. Again, to improve myself, to get to know something. In my perfect day, I'm trying also to do meditations, but that's what I am working on now. <laughs> what time do you go to sleep? 12. Midnight, yeah. Oh, yeah? During work days, I try at least slightly earlier than midnight. But mm. just because I am a night owl, I leave lots of things to do during evening, and that's the time when I am most productive. No, same, to be honest. Sometimes I'll have an idea for something all day. I get home from work and I'm like, right, I'm going to start this now. And next minute is two in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm just going yeah. to try and prioritize my sleep today. I think the best routine I got in was um, I spent a bit of time out in the Philippines and we were waking up with the sun and going to bed when the sun set and you'd get like a good six, seven hours of sleep. It just felt right. And I feel like I need to live in a climate like that where I can do that because out here in Wales, it's dark like 90% of the day. So if I did that, I'd never be Same. awake. Yeah, I felt like that was my ideal sleep schedule. Wow, that's amazing. And I guess that's how it should be, actually. It's how yeah. we did it when we were cavemen and stuff, right? It must be. Yes, Because yes. we didn't have alarm clocks. Yeah. <laughs> Marina, I've taken enough of your time. Thanks so much for coming on the Vantage Point podcast. Yeah, really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, too. I really enjoyed it.